Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me today, we have Dan the Man Ponder of Riverman Cigar Company. How you doing, Dan? Doing great, Nick. How you doing? Doing all right. So today we are, it, this is now post-Christmas, um, or at least that's when this episode's coming out. It's actually being recorded just prior to Christmas, but the magic of podcasting, we can put this out whenever we want. So, yeah, right at the eve before the eve before the eve of Christmas. I, I had somebody tell me that this is the uh, the Christmas Adam. Okay. Because Adam comes before Eve. <laughs> so a lot know. more clever than i am that's i mean i'd never heard that before and it threw me off i got the message it was you know saying you know merry christmas adam and i'm like did this go to the right person <laughs> and yeah. it's like you know whatever anyway um so no so we're hanging out here at the riverman cigar company and uh you got a couple of people here in the lounge it's not you know completely dead i would have thought today with the weather that swung through st louis that we might have you know been uh been flying solo but you know you've got some people that brave the weather and that's great boy it's really been cold around here i mean i think it's like a 30 year um before it's been this cold and it's just so frigid and it's it's great to see people in the lounge and uh having a place to smoke i don't know uh uh, i i i would take a actual absolutely a brave soul to be smoking a cigar outside today Uh, i tried the ice tent last night during the storm and when I tried it, temperature-wise, it was negative 5, but with the wind chill, it was negative 30. Yeah, that's a good test for the tent. And I, I turned the heater on about 90 minutes before I went out there. Okay. So, I mean, that thing, it was running for a while. But uh, even with the heater running for 90 minutes, all the windows sealed up, the fans off. I mean, so it was a hot box, right? Um. I could only stand to smoke one quick cigar, and then I had to go inside because my I I could keep my core warm, yeah. but like my my hands were I just could not get yeah. the warmth back in my hands, and I had to have the heater close to me, and so what I was starting I was starting to get that uncomfortable tingle in my legs, you know, of the of having the space heater too close. So I'm getting like space heater burns on my shins, you know, and everything. So I'm like, yeah, we need we need to. We need to go ahead and say that this is this is past the line. Well, here. you beat my record. I was minus three, and I, I always thought that was uh, quite a, quite a cold night. And uh, but uh, those tents are amazing, See, and to be out there at minus five and have you got to be the only guy in the in the in the entire city, or maybe in the entire Midwest that was out there smoking a cigar in minus oh, yeah. five outside. Oh, I mean, man. that's quite a record. You know, minus five wouldn't be so bad if it weren't for the wind. I know. That wind was the killer part, and I think... Does it go through the tent, Nick? I mean, can you feel like if it's 50 miles an hour coming at you, does it feel like 10 miles an hour? Did you get I mean, a breeze in the there? Tent, I didn't get a breeze in there, but the tent was rocking, All and right. not in a good kind of happy Stability way. Stability I mean, issues. It was a, it was, yeah, it was a thing. I mean, it was the wind was blowing it around, and so yeah, it, it was just... It, it just ambiently was just too cold yeah. it was just way too cold you know so. the other other night when you stopped by a couple of days ago i was worried about you getting out of the tent and making that five foot crawl from there and <laughs> you fall and you hit yeah. your head and, and you're gone i mean there's no more nick i was on the phone with jeff actually at the time when i was going back inside and i told him that you had said that you know and oh it, yeah it's always he, been my concern and he's like you know that actually makes a lot of sense so yeah, yeah. I was doing that when I had, you know, when my mom was around and, and she'd come to the back door and I'd always face my, uh, 
my tent door at my mom. So she'd come to the back door and knock, and then I'd get up and go in there yeah. and see what she needed. And um, and uh, I was always worried, like, what happens if I uh, slip and fall? And, and it's not a big deal in dry weather, but as soon as you get that sheet of ice on there, yep. I mean, I've come close to, like, your ligaments are going in the wrong direction. You're oh, about yeah. to do a split, and my body doesn't do a split. And I'm like, I hit my head. And next thing you know, I'm laying there. And I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, if it's cold weather, I mean, you're a goner. Oh, for sure. Well, and I mean, just on my way here, I stopped because um, I had a uh, tire pressure light come yeah. on in my car. You know, I'm outside however long to put some air in my tire, right? So I stop at the gas station to put some free air in my tire. And uh, it's a metal kind of tip on that, that air you know, hose and stuff. So I'm holding that against the little thing. And, uh, um, just in the short period of time I'm out there with the wind hitting, I mean, I, you, you could have told me that I had frostbite in these fingers and I a hundred percent believe you. Um, it took forever for, and they still kind of hurt like yeah. right now as I'm sitting here, it's like, it is they, so cold. Out it there. was it, just so cold. I heard today, like 171 million people is being affected. And what is there? 325 in the U S. So, I mean, you're, you're talking about, yeah, you know, uh, over half the people in the U.S. are going through this. So some of the people that are out there listening or they're experiencing their own cold weather too. smoking issues, you know. Exactly. Did you want to um, Did you want to introduce the third person that's um, with us here I today? I will let you introduce the third person that's with us here today. Well, we also have uh, a third person. I know you usually do the show with two, but uh, we had a, another person that wanted to join today, and hopefully that's okay. It's fine with me. Uh, He's pretty quiet. Sam, my mom's uh, dog. Uh, Maltese and Sam's been uh, hanging out here at the shop. He's uh, 13 to 15 years old. He was a great companion for our mother. Uh, our beloved mother passed away in January and he's uh, been here. Cindy's taken a liking to him. The guys have taken a liking to him. We've got guys that never wanted to get a dog like Bob. Cindy tells me Bob, you know, never wanted to get a dog. He's seen Sam. He's now back home talking to his wife going, we need another dog. <laughs> Comes up there and, and says hello to everybody. And uh, so he's been a good addition to the shop. And he wanted to sit on this, um, you know, uh, world famous podcast that you and Jeff have uh, put together over the last few years working your tail off. And he's been He's been talking to me about it for 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 a long time, and <laughs> and um, you were kind enough to let him sit in on today. He's so. pretty he's pretty chill, so yeah. you know we're fine, we're good. Thirteen to fifteen years old, so oh, yeah. ninety one to one hundred five or whatever dog years, whatever that to be. happens to be. So today we're smoking a cigar that you picked out, and um, this is one I can safely say I haven't had it. Oh, well, but, good. Uh, Great. So this, this is definitely going to be something. This is going to be a new treat. Very nice. So we have the uh, Opus X. It is the Oro Oscuro Double Robusto, five and three quarter by 54. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Okay. And uh, according to the notes that you sent me here, this is a Dominican Puro. Um, and the description says that it's an invigorating yet balanced smoke with notes of sweetness, vanilla, and spice. This all-Dominican Puro sports a delicious dark chocolatey Maduro wrapper that has been specifically fermented and especially fermented and aged. The tobacco used to make this memorable stick is grown at Chateau Fuente. The Arturo Fuente Opus X Oro Escuro Double Robusto is handmade in the Dominican Republic. And uh, it's a pretty limited cigar, but you have it here in the case at Riverman Cigar Company, available for um, people to... Uh, to purchase that's right and we were blessed with a uh, a cachet of um opus it's uh 
it's uh, uh, that time of the year. Yeah. And we get our uh, allocation. And, oh, my God, that allocation this year has been off the charts. We have, I think, five or six boxes of Opus right now. I had a gentleman come in earlier, a friend of ours, and said, you didn't post the Opus on the Instagram. I was <laughs> like, well, it's kind of the holidays. And I was letting the guys that walk in here uh, get, a, get a shot at it. And, uh, and uh, so uh, we'll probably get something posted here soon. But... Yeah, I mean, uh, some rarest, I mean, first of all, Opus is very rare. Yeah. And secondly, um, um, we've got the rare of the rare uh, Opus coming in, so we're, we're pretty excited about it. Oh, so I figured cool. we'd smoke one here. I was going to take it out of the wrapper like Jeff does, but <laughs> I, appreciate I don't it. know if it's copyrighted or what, and I certainly want to uh, infringe on any... Uh, um, copyright issues or anything like that so i'm just going to toss mine over here in the trash i, I appreciate you doing that in a very <laughs> quiet manner so i know dave and and uh and uh, i think mr jonathan and others have tried to do it but nobody they, does it like Jeff. You know, no all, disrespect to our no, friends and colleagues up in new england but they, i mean nobody does it like uh like jeff they, i mean they, it's true nobody can just pluck on that last nerve of mine like a cello string like jeff does but and then when video um, came out it was like the whole world, pulpit world realized uh, what it was all about, and it took a little bit of the mystery away from it. We were just listening slightly. to it on radio, yeah, exactly. on audio. You know, slightly. Um, and speaking of Jeff, I don't want to get into it, but uh, Jeff was, uh, well, he's had a very busy uh, period of time here in the last, eh, let's just go so far as to say, you know, not quite 24 hours, let's yeah. say 18 hours or so. So um, I, I'm, it's his news. If he wants to share, I'm not going to share it. But uh, um, he's had a rough go. So, guys, uh, you know, as, as, as you're listening to this, just, just keep Jeff in your thoughts. He's, he's got some shit going on. Yeah. So Now, he's safe health-wise. Oh, yes. No, it's not a health thing. He, he's yeah. safe, every, and everybody else is safe. There were no... There's no injuries. There's yeah. no so no don't any have to, issues. But he is he is experiencing an issue that uh, our our thoughts and prayers are, are yeah, appropriate to be with him at this time. It's a very complicated situation, yes. potentially complicated situation. So yes. Anyway, well, why don't we go ahead and cut the cigar? And the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder at Riverman Cigar Company. We're all sitting here at Riverman, and uh, we've got a nice, like I said, nice group of people hanging out, having a good time. Um, you know, and what we're going to be discussing today is the importance of brick and mortar shops, and we're going to be discussing kind of this this uh, post Christmas first quarter of the year for brick and mortar shops, and kind of how difficult it is for those brick and mortar shops. And so, um, you know, I think it's so great that on a stupid cold, um, snowy day, you've got you know, people hanging out and, and everything, but that right there encapsulates the importance of not just brick and mortar shops, but, but the Riverman cigar company. And that you're offering that refuge for guys like us that want to come out and have a cigar today. Yeah. And everybody that came in today, uh, was just saying, Hey, can I come in? Uh, absolutely. And it's just too cold to smoke outside. I yeah. said, guys, brother, we really appreciate that, but thanks for coming in. We're glad to have all these guys. Our friends are old friends and our new friends. And, uh, and it's great. I was here a couple hours ago when we opened up and, uh, a few hours ago and, uh, it was pretty quiet all day. You come in with the video equipment and we set up and, uh, next thing you know, we get uh, quite a few people in the lounge. So it's wonderful. Well, I can't take credit for that. Live studio. <laughs> there we go. 
But, uh, guys, so, no, if you're in the St. Louis area, swing on by the Riverman Cigar Company in Crestwood, Missouri. And if you're not in the St. Louis area, do remember that Dan does do mail orders. So you can give us a call here at the shop, place an order for individual cigars, boxes, accessories, all kinds of fun stuff, and it'll get shipped out to you right away. That's Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time to go ahead and cut the cigar. You know, Nick, I almost prematurely cut this cigar uh, four or five different times. You almost just like pulled a Jeff there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I hear him always talking about doing it. It's, it's, it's not that easy to sit here as you're going through uh, the, uh, the spiel and uh, I get to a part and I'm like, ready to cut and then you you launch into a whole nother uh segue and then i'm ready to cut and you launch into another and then i'm ready to cut but i appreciate it you know by you extending it and going on and on and talking about it. and i guess it's got to do with the sign of the times there is a lot happening right now there is a lot going with on the end of the year yeah. and in the even in the scar world in the retail world and things like that so i caught myself like four or five times trying to cut the darn thing That's you know funny. so Let's do cold draw on this because I'm really sure. curious here because uh, based off the description they were saying, sweetness and a couple other things. And so I'm just, I'm just curious here. Hmm. Hmm. What is that? It's uh, It's not necessarily sweet per se. I mean, it. There's a. Uh, I don't know exactly what that. I was saying vanilla and spice, sweetness, vanilla and spice. I'm but getting a very um, non-pronounced, kind of like a barnyard. I mean, yeah, it's, I not, it's, it's not. It's not a. Um, like it's, it's not hay. Yeah, and it's not overpowering, but. But yeah, barnyard probably. On the cold draw, barnyard is probably the a closest smooth, to elegant. Um, barnyard. I mean, it's yeah. not like your run-of-the-mill uncle's barnyard. You know, I mean, uh, uh, cold draw. Nice and I tried barnyard. to do a, I tried to do a retrohale in honor of Jeff because we're <laughs> thinking about him today. And yeah. I get, I get even a little smoother version of it. At yeah, that I would say it's there, but it's just. What do you think? Fire up? that barnyard. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm firing this up. I can't wait. Now I've never had one of these. Uh, oh really? So neither no, one of us have had one of no. these, and okay. I'm really looking forward to it. All um, right then. Gentleman earlier uh, grabbed one, and is that the one? Is that the one you're smoking right now? Yeah. Wonderful. Got one of the guys in the lounge that uh, fired one of these up. They're uh, all right then. They're not. Uh, how you guys doing? They're so not. Somebody uh, smoking along with us here. Yeah. They're uh, they're a little steep on the price, but uh, it's um, tis the season, as was said earlier, and it's that time of the year. Hey, you gotta you gotta spoil yourself once not? in a while, and I, I, uh, and I think I've mentioned this know. before when I've sat down with you, Nick. But I, I you know a lot I hear a lot of people say, "Oh gosh, I'm never going to spend thirty dollars for a cigar." That's that's and, and and I get that, but but my take on it's a, a little bit differently, and that is. What in the world can I afford that the uh, the King of England, the uh, King of Spain, the 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 uh, His Highnesses and the Sheikhs over there, the guy World Cup, the Emir of of Qatar? I mean, I mean, uh, you know, I, I couldn't drink the same kind of whiskey. I can't, you know, even 
imagine the the caviar. I can't. Yeah. Not not that I've ever eaten caviar in my life. I can't. Uh, hold on, John. Oh, that was John. That was John right there. <laughs> Walked right in front of the audio. I You're all right. Said, You're uh, all right, John. But that's okay. And I couldn't imagine <laughs> any of the luxuries of life. Like yeah. even a. I went to this place in Singapore. I was working in Singapore, and uh, we're getting a full house here, Nick. We are. I went to this place in um, in uh, Singapore on working and helping them with a uh, waste management plan, and uh, I went into this bar or into this cigar uh, lounge that was called, I think, Old Cuban. I think is what it was called. It was in Chinatown. Okay. And there was a menu there, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, it's the first time I was nervous about ordering off a menu. I mean, there was like, I think, $250 glasses of, like, whiskey. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's no, like that's... an ice cube in, in a finger or two. Yeah. And and I remember, and there was a, a, a Chinese gal that came over and took the order, and it was four stories, and it it, it, it was a former opium den back okay. you know, 100 years ago or 100 and something. Yeah. And I, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm nervous. You know, and I was like, okay. And I, and I settled for, like, a $25 glass of rum from wherever. And uh, so I know there's expensive liquors out there. I know there's yeah. expensive whiskeys and uh, and but this thing, this is the same thing that um, movie star would be smoking yeah. or whatever. And for twenty dollars more than you typically spend for a ten dollars uh, cigar, uh, why not once a year, once every five years, once every ten years? Every so when someone while. says, you know, I'm never going to do that, I think never's a long time. Maybe reconsider. Look, I'm not trying to sell these because these are going to be gone by tomorrow or the next yeah, day anyway. Yeah, yeah. So hey, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do more of a PSA than try to sell these things. Oh, I got it. I'm going to take a puff, Nick. I get it. I mean, there's there's some price points that I just... Um, I, I, I do hesitate hard that it's like, you know, when you're talking the... the Ninety one hundred dollar kind of cigars oh. that are out there and everything. That's when I'm like, oh man, it's got to be one hell of a special occasion for me to want to drop that. But I really in these and in, 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 in these are believe it or not online. I see some of the cigars in our cabinet that we have for thirty. I see them ninety nine dollars online. Yeah, per stick. Yeah, at at like brick and mortars. Yeah, you know that have an online thing. So. You know, people do jack these things up. We don't do that, but people do, you know, jack these things up. So I, I just don't think like, um, I kind of almost dismiss the $100 cigar. It, it's really, uh, I just don't know if, um, I just, unless you're doing an extremely limited quantity, I, I just don't know that like a, a major, major uh, cigar manufacturer, uh, like the top 10 or 20, I don't even know if they could spend a hundred dollars to make a cigar, like in, well, in, in, in a, in a limit, a relatively large limited quantity. Exactly. I just, I did, I, I guess that's the thing is that you're going to be very hard pressed to convince me that a cigar that costs a hundred dollars is that much exponentially better than a cigar that's costing $30, $25, even maybe $20, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about it before. The difference between a five and ten dollar cigar, you know, is is you know significant versus the difference between a ten and twenty dollar cigar yeah. is less significant. Not Whoa, as significant, not right? As significant, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and and that's where I'm coming at it and saying the difference between a twenty and a one hundred dollar cigar. Boy, I don't know what the no, difference there is, I, but anyway. I, I, I get that. That that that's that's a little bit on the high yeah. end. Yeah. 
What, mm. what are you getting a little bit, Nick, on this thing? Definitely an Oscuro. Just did the retro hail. That's what yeah. I was going for there. And the retro hail. You didn't cough. I didn't. It's very smooth. There is a little, little spice to it um, and everything, but, oh, it's really good. It's, it's a really, really good cigar. This cigar in, in general, it's smoking really smooth, and I'm trying to, like, slow down my smoking because I don't want to, like, just blow through it, yeah. you know, and everything. I'm trying to, trying to take it a little slower, but, no, it's very, very good. You know, for your guys out there that are whiskey people, and I'm, you know, I, I attended bar Fridays back in the day and had to learn 500 drinks and all that stuff, but it wasn't this bourbon craze that there is right yeah. now. I mean, and, uh, but I do know that when I drink a really good whiskey, scotch, bourbon, every once in a while, not very often, um, I get the good stuff is one of the biggest compliments you can pay on it is how smooth it is. Yeah. And I think what you just said right there, correct me if I'm wrong, but what you just said right there regarding this is is this is a uh, uh, a well-blended, a very flavorful cigar, but the smoothness is, is I mean, it has kicked it. It's taken it up to a next level. It is. No. And it, I think to that end, you did not cough and, and heave and, and maybe, uh, uh, you know, move along upward towards your mouth yeah. a little bit with this thing. I mean, you no, it was a, it was a smooth retro, very easy retro hail there. So, well, very cool. Well, Dan, so, okay. So I wanted to have you on today. Like I said, um, you know, this is the time of year for brick and mortar shops that, um, I think historically for, for most of them, you know, I mean, obviously down in Florida where it's nice all year long and everything like that, they may not see, this kind of downswing, but for a lot of the country, this is the time of the year that it really starts to slow down a little bit in the brick and mortar shops. Yeah, it does. Now, now we're going to go. We're going to go find probably, and I think uh, I talked to Mickey Peg uh, when he was here earlier at the event in May that you guys were at, and yeah. I said, "Hey, Mickey, when I met you at Ron's shop at Sirius Cigar down in Houston, I mean, how many retailers were out there?" And he said, "This is like 15 years ago." He's like. Uh, is when I met Mickey when he was with CAO, the VP, yeah. and he he said about two thousand. Okay, so uh, there's a four thousand or more right now. You kind of get that from PCA numbers and stuff like that. So we've kind of doubled in the last fifteen years with okay. regards to these kind of places, brick and mortar. And we're not all the same. Some have liquor license, some don't. Some are uh, have a lounge, some don't. But uh, just a few chairs. Some have more of an established lounge like we have. And so. Um, I was uh, asking him uh, about about that, and so I think um, what's 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 happening is that uh, the the, um, the as it relates to more like the there's more of these uh, shops available. Um, I think we've also had an increase in customers as well. I mean, okay. in terms of overall the entire country. Yeah. So things go pretty strong until the end of the year uh january is a rough month uh it's probably in in the smaller business so out of those four thousand, i just remember my thought i kind of yeah. got I, I kind of drifted okay. on you a little bit that's why i was okay. i was i was segwaying there but i just remember <laughs> what i was about to say <laughs> full disclosure to 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 your to your to your group out here is that uh uh is that the vast majority of them are small. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's probably 
10% of that, I don't even know if there's 10%, maybe 5%, maybe 3% of that, of, of those 4,000 or, or gigantic that have been around 20 years that are multi, multi, multi-million dollar stores. And, uh, and so maybe some of the things that they may do in January and February, they look at it as a time they may have a different strategy than I would say the 90, 95, 98% of us that are mom and pops that are smaller. And, and so we're kind of trying to survive through January and February, yeah. whereas I think a larger shop uses as an opportunity to plan, to buy more stuff. Like, for example, I think for us to go out in January when our our sales are going to be a third of what they were in the summer and go ahead and, and, and go out and go to a show because it's more convenient and we're not busy. I'm not so sure either us or our colleagues would look at that as such or similar shop size would yeah. look at that as such a great idea because you're pretty much going to pull pull uh, money out of your reserves and your savings to go ahead and and, and do that also when it comes to uh buying uh like that um we kind of more or less uh shut it down a bit which i know is something that the bigger guys are probably looking at taking advantages of the manufacturer because they're offering sales because yeah. they're slow they're they're being a bit slow as well and and therefore they have more product and they're trying to move it so well, and it makes sense the manufacturers would be slow if as you're saying three quarters of the cigar shops you know start slowing it down maybe you know and that's a guess Nick. slow I, yeah so estimating if they're if they're slowing down or stopping their their buying for you know a month or two or something like that then yeah i mean the manufacturers are going to feel that. So if they're making deals to the bigger guys, that makes sense. Yeah. And I got a message from uh, the good folks in Tampa. Like, uh, I think their factory, uh, they shut down kind of annual annually for, for inventory. They also realize that this is a slower time of the year. And so uh, shut down for a few weeks and things like that to, to I think, give people time off to enjoy the holidays for their workers to uh, recharge their batteries to probably do end of the year inventory to do stuff like that again something you probably wouldn't be doing as a business if it was a busy time of the year when you're pushing product out the exactly. door exactly so things tend to slow down i'm not so sure us smaller guys can really take advantage of any kind of a sales and things like that like january when they are offering you you know kind of close out type not close out but the equivalent of a close out box store closeout type sale where it'd be some incredible offer and what you're really trying to do is is just buy the cigars where you got your regulars that come in and they're smoking a specific cigar um and uh and just kind of um circle the wagons a little bit and try to survive january and february what cindy tells me and she's been doing this 18 years is you know everybody buys their holiday gifts and a lot of that's on credit cards, and then January the bill comes in. So she says February is absolutely the worst month, uh, period in I've, in this type of retail. I've and heard maybe that, all retail. I would say I've heard that before for other retail that like this time of year, a lot of times, you know, not just cigar shops, but just retail in general, it does kind of slow down. You know, there's right. a lot of heavy spending that takes place. You know, in the uh, in the latter you know, to November, December. So those first couple of months of, of the year tend to be a little slower. But um, but part of one of the things that I wanted to touch on, you know, specifically with you is that, you know, um, maybe part of the reason, aside from the fact that maybe you don't have as many 
bodies coming through the door during that period of time. You know, there's a lot of taxes that come due, you know, at the beginning of the year as well that, um, you know, you have to you have to account for. Yeah. Now, we're we're kind of I think in some states, I think that's absolutely correct. I'm not sure. But for us, we're we're I guess we're fortunate that we're a pay as you go. So we don't have like you hear stories in industry. I don't know if they're true or not, but you hear some retail have a floor tax. Mm-hmm. I think I think Dave even might have mentioned that in Massachusetts or something. Like after you get through all the taxation that you have throughout the year, now at the end of the year you do your inventory and you owe tax and whatever's left over. We don't have that. We're fortunate in that regard. That's good. So whatever we buy this month, we pay taxes uh, next month on the fifteenth at ten percent. Um, in Missouri, some states you hear is thirty percent. Illinois might be thirty, thirty-five percent. California, New York was, I think, in this in the seventy percent tax rate. So you do it as you go along. Every month you have a, a a tobacco tax that most of us add that to the price of the cigar and uh, and uh, reclaim it that way. So I, I think it's a little un, unfair or or, or 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 not as transparent to uh, uh, have a ten dollar cigar and then. When it gets to the register, it's it's eleven because you've added your tax, and then there's another sales tax on top of it. Next thing you know, you you thought you bought a ten dollars cigar when you check out, it's twelve dollars and twenty five cents. Yeah. So we add it on into the into the shelf price. Um, but to your to your point and to mine is that you know, given the fact that you're saying that you get even that with it being a pay as you go system, um, if you spend let's say a thousand dollars on cigars which let's be real you know buying a thousand dollars worth of cigars for the shelf that that's that can go that can happen very quickly and very easily oh, without with, even thinking yeah, with, without a doubt that's you that's know. a that's a, a lower number for yeah. sure per, per, per company yeah and we i think we're dealing with 40 companies so okay so let's just hypothetically just for the sake of numbers because math is not necessarily my strong suit yeah. so you know a thousand dollars worth of cigars you now owe a hundred dollars in December or in January. Yeah. If you bought those in December by the fifteenth, and if the, you don't, and if I may, if you don't pay on time, it's a twenty-five percent penalty. Mm, okay. So now you're having to pay that tax in January. Yes. On cigars that you bought in uh, December, and you have significantly less people walking through the door. Because it's cold outside, people right. can't sit outside and smoke and whatever else. Because that's the other thing, you know. I mean, the brick and mortars. As much as we all love the lounges, and as as many folks as you have chilling out yeah, in the lounge, got a here great today, crowd today. Um, you know, the walk-in traffic is just invaluable for a lounge, and you're gonna and, and you. That seems to be maybe where you where you lose out in these cold weather months. They yeah. got the the walk in traffic where the guys can't sit out on their deck and have a cigar at the end of the night. Yeah, it's the golfers, the fishermen, the barbecuers, all those guys. Some of those guys just stop smoking cigars and go go into what I call hibernation, mm-hmm. uh, and and they just stop smoking cigars and they're they're gone and around Christmas time and they come back in March and when the weather comes up, and uh, so that goes. And I think people up in the northern regions now you got to remember I was down in Texas for twenty five years, and there was kind of year round smoking down there. Yeah, and I don't, or Florida. Or California, or some of these other places your listeners are at, or around the world where it's warm, it's like, what's this seasonal 
drop off. Well, we don't have a seasonal drop. Well, it's it's weather related, it, right? It, yeah. And and what happens is is the uh, a lot of times you'll see lounges starting to go have shorter hours during the winter. And when I was a customer here, which I started being a customer here about twelve years ago, when I moved back home from Abu Dhabi, and uh, I was like, I can't. This makes absolutely no sense. You know, here I am. You know, engineer and everything's got to make sense. And while I'm going, how how can this be? I mean, why? You guys are closing early in the winter. What the heck are you doing? How can you? I mean, we don't have a place to smoke. We need a place to smoke. We come in here. We support you. What's going on? And um, and uh, be honest with you, I almost got thrown out one night about ten years ago uh, because uh, I was talking and the guy person up front that wanted to leave early. Uh, got upset over the conversation we were having back here, trying to figure it out. You know, we just couldn't figure it out. And then when I bought the shop, I was like, gosh, I, I, I. everybody's like, well, you know, uh, the answer never made sense to me. So then when I took over the shop, I figured it out on my own. I was like, nobody's walking in the front door. Therefore, um, you know, 70, 80, 90% of your business is not there. It puts more pressure on the people in the lounge yep. to support the lounge. If we're in the summer and, and, and people are walking, and I call it the three-minute drill, people are coming in, getting their cigars, going home, getting their cigars, going home, getting their cigars, going home. We can have one person here till 10 or 11 o'clock at night. We don't really care because people are coming in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Now, all of a sudden, the golfers, the fishermen, the guys smoking in their backyard, They've gone into hibernation, and you got one guy sitting back here till midnight. It puts a lot of stress on the, on the system. So it's kind of a call to arms. If you are going to go into a lounge um, and participate, um, I know it's I know it's very much appreciated in in, in the winter time to come in and and support the place. The place is staying open, giving you a place to smoke in cold weather and things like that. So uh, 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 I think it's. Uh, uh, something that you, you can think about, and if you're trying to find a way to maintain your hours, it's, it's like if, if for example, if uh, this went even in January, February, when we're having awful months, and it's we're only doing about a third of the sales. I mean, if we come back here and there's one or two people watching a game um, for an entire week or two, and nobody's walking in the front door, and you know we're ending the day, and, and um, we're not even making enough money to to uh cover our costs that day yeah um uh and then some or half our cost puts a lot of pressure on the guys in the uh, a lot of pressure on us to close early to to try to uh survive through the month of january and february i mean we are going to survive there's no doubt about it because i'm not into failing but it's just you got at some point in time you got to think a little bit like a like a business guy yeah well you got to stop the bleed you know, I mean, yeah. and that's the thing is that you got to do what's prudent. It's, it's Sur- sustainability, survivability is important. Everybody wants this place to be around. I mean, our, our good customers want this place to be around um, after the slowdown. So you got to take some measures occasionally to uh, ensure that well, and protect that. And, and to you know, you can't go so drastic that suddenly you've changed the environment of the shop so much. That the folks, you, you know, you you lose your regulars by going so far. Does that make sense? That if you, you know, scale back hours so far and everything else, that you kind of you kind of lose some of the folks that would have would have. I I I don't know if I'm making sense, but you see what I'm saying is that there's there's a fine line of how far you can yeah. take those measures before suddenly you start losing folks that would have understood and hung on and i like to watch the games and i like to stay late so what we typically do is whoever's working uh they just say hey dan i'm heading out and they head out and i stay here 
till the bitter end and then some and let them finish. So, so we don't really ever uh, do anything uh, precipitous, draconian, and people still get to watch their games because I like that. But, but if I was, uh, but some other shop out there that's uh, actually uh, um, trying to, uh, uh, you know, pay their bills with uh, their personal bills. And I mean, I'm still kind of semi-retired and I'm giving this a little bit of a long, a longer leash in terms of trying to, trying to uh, invest uh, yeah. in the thing. Uh, but if you're, if you got a, bills to pay and stuff like that, and, and I mean, and you got to run it like, like a business, I mean, like a business business, hardcore, then yeah, you'd be pushing people out of here at eight o'clock at night, whereas you might stay here till 10 or 11 o'clock because there just ain't anybody here. Yeah. Uh, but we don't necessarily have to encounter that uh, uh, that uh, uh, that point that you're trying to make all that much because a lot of times I'll just stay here late and finish watching the game. Precisely. Cindy will go home early, Patrick, whatever, and not early on time. You know? Yeah. Um, now, uh, but I would I would kind of I, I do think it's kind of important for for the listeners to have a sixth sense about that and realize that that particular shop that they go to around the country is actually doing something extra. It's not required that that owner stays there. Oh, for, for sure. Two and a half more hours to watch, to let two people finish watching the game. Yeah, be, be a little I mean, you got to kind of understand that, that, yeah, that, 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 okay, the person that worked there during the day, they were going to close at this time, but they're staying over there and just, just be appreciative by telling your friends about it or maybe buying an extra cigar you next time you come in or whatever. Show some form of appreciation. I think that goes a long way to maintaining a sustainable small retail shop. Definitely. Well, and that's Rather than it's uh, obviously he's staying open because I'm here and, and I need to finish watching the game. Well, no. No. Not really. Yeah, uh, obviously, we should be closing on time on, yeah. <laughs> uh, early because it makes no sense I mean, to stay here yeah, with I, two guys and, watch, hours, and finish watching the game. Hours are posted on the door. If you haven't noticed, nobody's walked in in the last two hours that they're posted. So now, yeah. you know, let's say if, if the hours posted is 10 o'clock at night and the person's leaving at midnight, and nobody's walked in the door since eight. I mean, that's four hours of time that potentially yeah. that that in you know if you're not here, that's four hours of time that you're paying an employee to. Yeah. Not or to, one of our or, or we or have somebody, we, we have know. a guy that we have a guy that likes to stay late too, so he'll stay late too. But yeah. uh, but still getting paid for that, and, uh, and so and, just a th- and just so a th- that's a that's a cost. I mean, the, the yeah. electricity. You know everything else that you've got going on at that point in time. I mean, you know that that's that's all cost involved. So that yeah, to your point, that's that's it's it's a privilege that that for them it's a, it's a privilege that you're affording them to stay open like that. And so you know a little bit of self awareness and and appreciation goes a long way. Yeah, I think that's probably too strong a word for me. I, what I would just say is just 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 there's a change between. Warm weather, spring, and and cold weather, and this shop is doing making some some adjustments. And when someone um, is uh, uh, extending their hours, even though it makes no sense from a business, just just a simple thank you or an appreciation yeah. or 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 uh, say a few things about the shop uh, when you're out talking to your friends or somebody that goes a long way. And that, sure. that's I think what we're looking at. So. 
Okay, so that brings me to my next point, which is that, you know, brick and mortar shops, and it's not just you know yours. It's it's like we're talking about the majority, probably the vast majority of cigar. shops. I think thousands actually is what we're talking about. Yeah, the vast majority of cigar shops. Um, you know, this is a time of year that they could use a little bit of extra help, a little bit of extra, you know, um, consideration and thought. And so, um, in terms of what cigar smokers can do, you know, cause I mean, it's easy to say, oh, you know, uh, just buy more cigars. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that's, that's easy to say, but let's be real. Times are tough for everybody. Um, you know, in terms of uh, everybody's budgets, uh, we're coming off the holidays. And as as you said, Cindy pointed out, you know, people are paying down credit cards in this period of time and everything like that. Um, you know, it's 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 a and and with gas prices and this and that, oh, and whatever. I mean, it's, it's like it's tough. it's a tough time of year, you know, and, and it's a tough economic environment for everybody right now. So uh, what are some things that. uh you know, folks can do. I mean, like, you know, you, my, my one thought that comes to my mind is, you know, we've talked a lot about you've cultivated up your uh, collection of, uh, of affordable, you know, kind of budget bundle cigars. And maybe it's a situation where even if somebody can't buy, let's say, an extra $10 cigar, with the three that they've already picked out, maybe they've picked out three ten dollars cigars. They're they've got like thirty bucks and everything like that. Maybe instead of of maybe they can't buy that extra another ten dollars cigar, make it four. But maybe they can buy an extra you know three to five dollar budget cigar, make it four cigars, but just tack on a small or you know a a, a budget cigar. Yeah, I think just. Just awareness, like you said earlier, of January, February is a slow time. It's like what's going on today is a beautiful thing. We're sitting here, it's kind of nobody was here, and now we got 10 or 12 people sitting in here. One guy's taking a, a break uh, at lunch. He wants to have a cigar. Another, two or three other guys brought a couple of their friends. People come back this time of year. Yeah, uh, you're getting your friends together. Well, let's go to uh, let's go to the bar. Let's go here. Let's go there. Well, obviously today people are coming. Hey, let's go to the cigar shop and have a cigar and support the guys. This is wonderful. I'm looking around here too. Uh, pretty crowded lounge right now that just kind of came out of nowhere, yep. and everybody's out. They want to take a break, and in my mind, they kept us in our in their thoughts and prayers today. And we had even a couple new people said, "I've always been wanting to come in here." So just a just a. a uh, the presence of mind that uh, after the holidays, we're through with the holidays, that things get a little slower. And if you're looking to hook up with your friend, your college buddy, your work colleague, whatever, you got all these choices. And and uh, some of these places don't have seasonal drops. So if you really want to try to um, uh, throw your dollars at a uh, a business that you frequent, that uh, that would do a lot of good um, is just think of going and visiting your friend and meeting at a cigar shop and having a cigar during the January and February. Uh, if you do it in August and July, it's it's very much appreciated, but it's going to make a tremendous impact on there. I mean, when we see people walk in here and like this, I'm very appreciative of all these guys coming here and thinking of us. They could have went to other places, Nick. Well, and that's you brought up another. You, you said something there that um, is important, which is that some places don't see seasonal drops. 
your your corner tavern, you know, your your bars and various places like that. You know, the places where people would go and maybe grab a pint or grab some whiskey or something right. like that. The old in goodness or in good times or in bad and sickness or in health. Those, those, those places, city taverns do just fine. They're doing just fine. Stock you know? market's up, down, whatever. Doesn't matter. But like with cigar shops, like, you know, we're talking about that first quarter of the year tends to be kind of lean. So maybe instead of going to the tavern one night, Swing on over to uh, to Riverman or swing on over to your corner brick-and-mortar cigar shop and have a cigar. I know it would be really appreciated by the thousands of us out there that uh, have these kind of things. It helps us uh, plug away and gets us uh, 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 helps us get through these, these slow months in January, February. And I know, I know it would be very, very – we're appreciative anytime anybody walks in the door. But, but, you know, getting their buddies and coming down on a January or February and – and 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 throwing a few dollars, uh, not crazy dollars, but just support uh, any way they can. I think I think if you're looking to impact a business um, uh, that you frequent and that you would and that you uh, support, um, it surely is appreciated those months. Well, and word of mouth is super vital. Like you're talking about how there's guys in here that have brought their friends, and I think that and, and I've noticed that a little bit in the last couple of months here is that you've had people that have come in and they've brought a friend with them and they're exposing their friend to this, not just this place, but just the, the, the cigar environment in general. And they're kind of in, you know, bringing new people in. And I think that's really important too, yeah. is that if you've got a friend who, you know, maybe, maybe the reason that your friend is <clears throat> saying, no, I don't want to do that is not so much that they don't want to do it is maybe they're just nervous. They've never done it before. Yeah. And you know, that sort of thing. But you know, bring a friend, bring somebody along with you because it. it well, it, I was kind of a loner. Expands the pie. Yeah, I mean, when when I look back at my thirty years of smoking in the lounge or twenty five or whatever, I kind of went in there by myself. Yeah. I would occasionally call because because for me, it was my downtime. It was my way to get away from work. Even though I was working there at the lounge as well with my laptop, but I was talking to my fellows. I had a different group of friends and, and all that. And but I think what's what's happening here today are like hey it's the holidays let's hook up i want to catch up with you there's something i want to talk to you about and and we're kind of in 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 people's plans today they're like okay afternoon let's come in here later on tonight let's yeah. walk in we got the mizzou game on wearing my mizzou shirt we got the mizzou game on uh uh our bowl game uh 5 30 everybody around the country has their favorite college team hopefully playing in a bowl. There's 42 of them or 44 of them, so yeah. there's 80-some-odd teams that are playing. So hopefully your team made the bowl season this year. And uh, so we're going to get up for SIU that thing. Car- SIU Carbondale rarely makes a bowl Didn't game. <laughs> I saw I, 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 I saw off, offensive tackle on Tuesday night uh, that plays for SIU uh, okay. Carbondale. Okay. Walked in the 6'7 guy, and you're going to be hearing more about this fella. But uh, uh, he said they had a good season, and – and you guys had a pretty good season this year, but um, so we'll probably get a little different crowd in in in, in here tonight. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm, it's great to see everybody here today. I appreciate everybody coming in. Sure is, sure is. So let's talk about this uh, Opus X. This is the uh, Oro Oscuro. Um, I'm a little down further on it than you are, but you've been doing a lot more talking there. And uh, I, <laughs> the smoothness. I just keep coming back to that. The smoothness of the cigar. You know the uh, the the little bit of spice to the smoking experience, the little bit of spice. See you now, thank you. To the retro hail, you know, and everything. It's like there's just there's there's just a a, a 
quality component to this cigar that it, it's it's hard to put into words. Yeah, I mean, you're not like second guessing this thing. Like, well, I mean, is this good tobacco or not? Guess what? It's good tobacco. Oh yeah. Is this well blended or not? Guess what? It's well blended. Is this constructed properly? You know what? It is constructed properly. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like no complaints. I mean, it is. Uh, it's a rare treat as it as it's advertised and should be, and the smoothness. I keep going back to that. One every once in a while, occasionally, very rarely, once once every year, or a couple of years, I'll get this like really good uh, whiskey or something like that. And probably the biggest compliment I can pay to it is, oh my god, it was so smooth. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of like this cigar. It's like this is kind of a, a what do you think, a medium plus cigar or whatever? But yeah, I'd say this. But is it's a but it's smooth. Plus, it is. It's very smooth. And and I think that's where the extra time. The extra aging, the extra cost went into went in, went into developing the cigar. And For my sure. and my and a shout out to the good folks at Arturo Fuente that really uh, really blended a masterpiece here. Now I've been to the Opus X room. I think I mentioned that before when I took my my trip with Sierra Cigar back in the day when I was down there in Houston with Ron Lesro. Shout out to Ron, one of the real legends in the uh, cigar business, uh, and. Uh, Sold his stores to Casa Monte Cristo in, in Houston, four of them, I think. And we went down there before that in the 2000s. And, and uh, I went to the Opus X room. And there's only like 25 people rolling Opus. So anywhere in the world you get an Opus, it came from, at that time, these 25 people. Yeah. And that's why it's so rare, rare to get. I was told there are somewhere around 3,000 Arturo Fuente accounts. Uh, in the uh, in the U.S. Okay, and I think one out of six get Opus X. Oh wow! So it's uh, so that what is that five hundred stores or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So it's not that uh, uh, many people get them. We only get these shipments uh, rarely. Had a guy in here earlier today just said, "Hey, you didn't post this on Instagram like I was saying earlier." <laughs> yeah, and that well, and that's one thing. Just for folks that are paying attention, they should pay attention to your Instagram. Because it's kind of a nice little, like, heads up, like, you know, this is, you you post, like, hey, this is shipped, just to let you know, this is shipped. So it's kind of giving that heads up, like, hey, this is on its way, you should be paying attention for this. Yeah. And then when it arrives, you know, you'll post, like, hey, we got this, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And in Riverman Code, and, and I've uh, said this before, we kind of, I try to stay away from dollar signs, I kind of try to stay away from, well, yeah, on Instagram, I try yeah. to stay away from uh, the prices, the sale, and all that, so I use landing shipped or sometimes i'll just post a picture of opus which is just kind of a a, a tease yeah not a tease but a foretelling that something is about to happen i'm just not going to post a um a uh a cigar uh uh box and uh and then we're not going to carry it or or we're not if i do i'll have something in the description below like i'm smoking yeah. a cigar that i haven't ever had before we're thinking about maybe bringing it in so it foreshadows so cindy uh for those of you that are listening to the, the show in an opus lover hopefully this is a treat for you because now you can call miss cindy up and uh and 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 get some cigars shipped your way now we put some limits on these cigars because they go so fast oh well yeah i mean and that you're not alone in that i i mean that that link that you sent me with the description uh for for the cigar that we're smoking now you know they they even had a, a limit yeah and they're a much bigger theirs. operation than yeah. we are so uh so uh, yeah, just trying to give everybody the opportunity to smoke something is, is wonderful. And I guess, I mean, this thing could last. 
I know I'm doing a you're, bit of the talking, but yeah, this thing could last forever. You you can get definitely get some some time out of it. I mean, you know, we've been at it for maybe about forty minutes or so, and uh, you know, I mean, I'm only just now at the halfway point. And I think you're in, you're enjoying yours so much that I think I think it's it's hard for you to resist not to take a puff. It is, and that's why if you notice, I kind of have a <laughs> little bit of the. The pointy going on with the tip there is that I am smoking it a little too fast um, in in relation to probably how much I should be look at, smoking Look at it. that thing right there. Though. But it's burn, yours is burning perfectly. I mean, the ash on it's holding together. The uh, the burn line is good. I mean, it's it. I, look, you can't say anything about the quality of construction on this other than good things. So it's a fantastic smoke. Congratulations to the people down there. They've they've just really uh, done an amazing job with this cigar. So it's a real treat to sit here and, or during the holidays and and catch up with you and um, and uh, smoke a fine cigar. And uh, isn't that what the holidays are all about? For Having sure. a cigar with your friends, catching up. For sure. Well, why don't we go ahead and get into the United Cigars? One must go. We all need to live united, but one must go. Brought to you by United Cigars, makers of La Giana Havana, Abuelo, Red Anchor, Firecracker, and of course, United Cigars. Distributors of Jose Dominguez, Garofalo, Montoza, and Terranova, and the highly acclaimed Atabay, Byron, and Bandolero. Buy United, Smoke United, Live United, United Cigars. So, um, Dan, I'm going to throw one out to you that I have thrown out to a couple of different people now. And it's always one of those ones that uh, it proves to be a little little interesting. Okay. So I'm going to go. We're going to go. Oh, we are. That's okay. <laughs> what, do you, what do you need, Mary Lee? We're recording right now. You want, you want, you want to put on the headsets? No. <laughs> <laughs> you want to wave at the camera? Stick your hand around and wait. There you go. There yeah. we go. There she is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you need him? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Merry Christmas, Marilyn. Thank you. <laughs> See ya. Um, it's that was busy- our uh, it's- world, world, world-renowned accountant right there, Marilyn. She does small business accountant. I'll tell yeah. you, if you don't have one, you're gonna you're gonna get in so much trouble. She, she's our tax lady. I mean, there's. Well, and if there's one thing a cigar shop needs to keep up on, it's the taxes. Oh my God! And 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 she she's just constantly uh, doing uh, an amazing job at keeping us uh, uh, out of trouble because you're you're. I, I, I was overwhelmed at how many forms and filings oh, and all that stuff that you got to do when you've got employees and things like that. It's just it's just. It's it's incredible. I worked in consulting, and I was a manager, and I was on the board and all that, but I was never involved with the back of the house kind yeah. of stuff. And, boy, you got to have a good accountant. So shout out. God bless Merrily. <laughs> I mean, you guys got to meet uh, our accountant. She's a, She just does wonderful. Man, work. it is. Been with us four or five years. Busy place coming through here today. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> everybody you never know who's going to walk through that door. Um, so, okay. So I've thrown this out to a couple different people, and I'm going to throw it out to you because I always find it to be interesting. Um, which way people are going to go. And so one must go. We're going to go with Connecticut. We're going to go with like Habano Sungrown. And we're going to go with Maduro. And one must go. Yeah. Uh, now, is this for personal smoking or is this, uh, is, do I put my shop owner hat on? Mm. Now, that's an interesting question. I don't and mean to put a twist in it, but I was no, just that's kind an interesting of a clarification. Question. I mean, I guess it all depends on how you, like, what what's important to you 
Um, I'll answer them both ways. Would you answer? Oh, okay. I mean, if you want to do it that way, but yeah, I mean, uh, um, yeah, I think I think in the past people have gone with their prefer their personal preferences. Yeah. I'll um, do that, but I think you're the first retailer I've asked this to, so you know that does add that little twist to it. So. Yeah, I think uh, personally, I would go with uh, the Sungrown. Did you have Sungrown in there? Habano Sungrown. Yeah, it was Connecticut Habano Sungrown and Maduro. Yeah, so, I would. I would do personally. I think I would go with the Sungrown. I just like that. It's like my palate. You would keep it or you would get rid of it? Oh, I'm sorry. What I would get rid of? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. this is the one that we're getting rid of. Sorry, United. Um, <laughs> I think I would get rid of the Maduro. Really? Yeah. And uh, what? What's your rationale with that? I'm curious. Um. Let, let me let me back up a little bit. If I was answering it from a retailer standpoint, I think I would get rid of the Maduro. Okay. If I was answering it from a personal standpoint, I think I would get rid of the Connecticut. Okay. All right. Well, see, that makes sense. Um, you know, because obviously Connecticut's are big sellers. So, you know, you don't want to get rid of... Yeah. The and, and it's a way of introducing new people to the cigar industry. Yeah. To the cigar smoking world. Uh, you always want to start them out typically on a milder cigar and work up from there, with few exceptions, of course. Um, I know in the past, um, I asked the folks from, uh, it was Glenn Loop and Josh Haberski from mm-hmm. uh, PCA. I put them on the spot and asked them, and I think they went with Connecticut. I think they got rid of Connecticut's. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to remember who the other person I asked this to was, and I feel like it was when I had Oliver Nouveau on. I think it was Oliver. I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think it was Oliver. And I'm pretty sure we went with uh, Maduro's in that one. It's the one that would be... Would be cut. Voted off the yeah. island. Yeah. <clears throat> For me, I, I always tend to... I think to- it's a retail... It's, it's Maybe it's a question if, uh, if you're a retailer, you might answer, answer it one way. And if you're a... Just a citizen cigar smoker, you might answer it a different way. That could be. And, well, and as a manufacturer, you know, Oliver, he has to realize, you know, how many Connecticut's he sells maybe versus Maduro's, you know. So maybe it's one of those things that um, he understands those numbers. But, you know, for me, uh, man, that Habano Sungrown is just a perfect sweet spot of a cigar for me. So that one always has to stay. Yeah. And it, it, this this is one of those questions where, it, depending upon the day of the week, I could give you either answer. Yeah. Um, lately, I've probably been smoking a little bit heavier cigars than than normal. Um, it's that time of year. Yeah. You know, it's like it's that winter time. You know, when you when you're eating a little heavier, you're drinking a little heavier, you're not, you know, you're in this case smoking a little heavier and, um, you know, you're just kind of doing that. And so I, I, if I were to answer, I would probably say that I would let the Connecticut go, um, which is sad because there are some really great Connecticut cigars out there. Um, but for right now, I'd probably let the Connecticut go. But like I said, you ask me tomorrow, I might tell you the Maduro. Yeah, and so. I think that 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 makes a lot of sense. That uh, our, you know our palates change, and and uh, but it, it, it it's a good question. Uh, like you said, you might depending on what year 
Uh, and what time of day, you ask? I mean, it's true too. I mean, in the morning, there's a lot of people that swear by having a Connecticut with their coffee in the morning, and they just love that. So I'd hate to have to make that decision for yeah. one to go, but I think that's the the nature of the question, right? That's the, now, when the I first answered nature it, of the game. when I first answered, even though I've listened to the show religiously, I know how the how the uh, uh, one must go works. And I understand the rules, and I understand the concept. I still answered the one that I wanted to smoke you wanted first. To keep it. And I don't know how often does that happen, where everybody listens to it, and 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 I, and like like I was just sitting. My mind was telling me one must go. I need to vote one off the island. But I was like, I like the sun grown, so I threw sun grown out there. And then you correct. Uh, you, you, well, you kind of. It seems like what happens, and Jeff and I, when we do this, and. When guests are on and they do it, what seems like happens is you kind of talk through the answer. Yeah. You know, you don't just immediately jump in and say, oh, it's this one. And this it's is a why. written answer rather than multiple choice. It is. And, and it's one of those things where you kind of like have to talk through it a little bit and talk yourself into finding the answer. You kind of you kind of weave through it and you find the answer that kind of way. And, you know, because we've been doing ones... Um, you know, different foods and traditions and this and that and whatever. Yeah. And so you kind of got to talk your way into what that answer is. And I've heard you be. convince Jeff into your side, and I've heard Jeff convince you into and, into, and, and, and the other way around, vice yeah, versa. Exactly. Well, and that's exactly it. You know, as you're talking through the answer, suddenly, you know, I might hear something that you say, and it's like, you know, I didn't consider that. This is, yeah. And because realistically, as I sit here and say, I would probably cut Connecticut's, um, you know, because I'm smoking a little heavier. I, you know, every once in a while, I just, when I'm driving, I don't necessarily want a Maduro. Like, Maduro's, the, the smoking experience with a Maduro versus a Connecticut is totally different. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things where uh, I, I tend to want that, that, smoother smoke sometimes so i'm even sitting here now questioning my answer of like which one i went oh it's with, i mean you know? we, we so, just throw out an answer but yeah. to be honest with you we could we could talk about this all night exactly. and you probably i could probably come up with three different answers uh you know vanilla strawberry or chocolate ice cream i mean come on i mean um vanilla i'm getting rid of vanilla I'm probably getting rid of chocolate, and maybe I'm really? maybe I'm the only guy on the planet that's getting oh, rid of chocolate. See, I love chocolate ice cream. I, I vanilla is just so so dry. It's it is what it is. It's so boring to me. Um, I I tend to go I tend to to go towards the chocolates typically, but but then again, there are some really good vanillas out there depending upon where you go. So whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's been the United Cigars One Must Go. The One Must Go segment was brought to you by United Cigars. United we smoke. Well, okay, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, why don't we do this? Guess what, motherfucker? It's time for three cigars that we smoked and enjoyed this week. And um, my smoking has been less lately. I'm starting to pick it back up, but between time with my son and... You know, and everything else, and the cold weather, and the cold weather. It's been, it's been, it's been less. So my options right now are a little bit more limited um, than perhaps they normally would be in terms of uh, things to throw out for this segment. So, uh, do you have uh, one you want to start with there, Dan? 
Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's a limited edition, and we got it in maybe a month ago or so, and it's 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 called the A Street Cigar. It's we got it from Forge, which is a general company, uh, general cigar company that they 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 got uh, a sales group together from Forge, and they've now taken over 101 uh, and put that under their portfolio, Room 101, and maybe they're thinking about bringing on additional. Um, cigar companies that now I think they bought Room 101 but I think they're actually talking about doing sales and distribution for other companies okay. that may not have that may have an in-house they went with an in-house post-COVID for a year or two finding out that it may not that they might be able to improve their sales by going to a professional sales force so I see our, our guy Johnny's great uh, great rep he comes down from Wisconsin comes down about five times a year we sit in heaven and and I've just seen my humidor grow with Forge stuff because General had, as I understand it, too large of a portfolio for kind of one salesman. Uh, so when you're talking about, you're talking about a, a Cohiba, Macanudo, La Gloria Cubana. You're talking about uh, 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 Bolivar. You're talking about uh, St. Louis Ray. You're talking about all these iconic Partagas, all these iconic. So when a sales rep comes into a small cigar shop like like ours, and, I mean, you go, okay, we need this many Macanudo, we need this many Cohiba, we need this many uh, Partagas, and then, and you're about done. You know, you kind yeah. of have bought out. So they've come up with, I think, a really good idea to bring in kind of two salesmen, one under the Forge umbrella, the other one under the General umbrella. So my General guy comes in, and I order all the stuff with him, then my Forge guy comes in. Every once in a while I get confused, like I think the general is with the forge guy or whatever but but it's giving them capacity to maybe bring on more and they brought on room 101 they bought the company and now they're distributing that but there's other large companies that don't have a, a dedicated sales force that i think you, you might see them uh, more and more in your shop so over over time so this a street is kind of a limited edition um made by the good folks at el titan de bronze uh down in miami so it's 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 a more expensive cigar because it's made by in the U.S. But El Totten Brown makes the uh, La Polina Goldie and yeah. stuff like that. It's a very very famous small cigar shop that I might have been in on Calle Ocho in Miami. So that's that's the one I I smoked. I really enjoyed it. It's in a smaller ring gauge. Uh, cigar shop owners tend to uh, and people that work at cigar shops seem to smoke smaller ring gauge, more smaller than our customers. I think at times. Uh, some reasons we don't pay the same amount of price for them and and uh and uh, there's other reasons you as smoke well, them but, quicker too that's yeah. uh i know that's something that broccoli rob has mentioned you know when he's got people coming in with samples and things of like that and whatnot you know i mean he he's got to smoke through so many cigars you know to keep up and he likes the smaller ring gauge smaller length but then also smaller ring gauge so that he can theoretically get through maybe more of them in a day then if everybody was giving him Toros, you know, it, it just takes that much longer to smoke Good that. Good point. So that's know? my first one. Okay. All right. Do me a favor and just kind of swivel your – it's it's aimed kind of up a little bit. There we go. Perfect. All Thank right. you. No problem. Um, my first one uh, I smoked on um, Wednesday when I was out doing my newspaper pickup and deliveries. Um, it's one that had uh, – it's one that Jeff gave me, and it's one that we've smoked on the show – and it's one that I'll admit when we initially were going to smoke it, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And um, but he gave it to me and uh, it, it was it was surprisingly good. And I went ahead and I was just in the mood for it. 
and it was the um, where in the heck? Where did my picture go? Hang on, um, I just forgot what it was. Uh, it's the Macanudo, uh, the M by Macanudo, the dark rum, the inf- mm. uh, infused one. Um, I've had the coffee one. I've never had the rum one. The rum one is good. It's got yeah. a very sweet caramely kind of flavor to it. And uh, but it smokes really, really well. The only thing that I will say is near the end, it does get a little soft. Yeah. So that final third, ten, the cigar itself is maybe a little soft. Yeah. Um, but uh, flavor wise on that cigar, it's it's fantastic, and the smoke output and everything, it's great. I mean, so I, I had a good time driving and and smoking that on Wednesday. That doesn't surprise me at all. That Macanudo M is is. An amazing coffee cigar. The one I had, the coffee. Yeah. So the rum doesn't surprise me that you, you had a similar experience. It's one I tend to forget about. A lot of people come in and want the Java, which we have, the Java coffee, the Java mint, made by Drew Estates uh, for mint. Rocky Patel. Yeah. I was told that it's like Java is like 10% of their overall sales in Rocky Patel. Like it's a it. huge seller for them. I could believe it. The Java mint, that, that cigar is like if you were to take – a Girl Scout Thin Mint cookie and make it into a cigar, Yeah, that is the Java yeah. Mint. And no BS. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of times we talk about the uh, whatever, 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 uh, get oh, pretty, yeah, I pretty get, elaborate with the script. I get raisins but, on this. But blah, that's blah, blah, spot like, on. No. I mean, you smell it and your brain goes, Thin Mint cookie. And you taste it and you're like, yep, that is chocolatey and minty. It is a Thin Mint cookie so if you're in, in your, a cigar. So if you're in your shops around the country and ask for that Macanudo M, uh, coffee, mint, maybe there's other flavors. I mean, you can't go wrong. It's a real quality cigar that's, uh, like I, I'd say, like a real cigar that actually has been infused with, with a type of uh, technology and process that doesn't make it that soggy, doesn't make it that soft. It smokes like a real one. But, you know, even me, who very rarely have ever smokes a flavored cigar, yeah. I enjoy those, those like the yeah. really good cigars like that. So that's an excellent one. Okay. So that was my first one. Was the uh, the M by Macanudo the dark rum? So, what have you got for? Uh, for well, number, my second my second one was we Cindy and I were in there kind of, uh, and I think I had talked to you about this before. We were in there kind of like trying to merchandise and face the Arturo Fuente boxes. We've got a nice collection of full boxes in there for box buyers. Yeah, to come in and get Arturo Fuente. Took us about a year, uh, and I talked to our rep who you've had on. Uh, a couple years ago, oh, and, yeah, Jake. And, and I was asking, yeah, Jake, yeah. I was like, how do we do this? He goes, Dan's going to take about a year. Um, you just got to keep putting orders in, and uh, and uh, and they're going to come in, and you tell, and I like I tell you sometimes, uh, December, maybe the order was put in in July or something like that. Well, it finally showed up, and of course, you say a little prayer every night that all these past orders don't show up the same day. <laughs> and Dave's talked. Uh, at length about that being a big shop where in his case they'd show up with a tractor trailer in my case maybe they'd show up with a third of a ups truck you know yeah but uh but, but still, still a lot of proportionally, money right it's still up. you're and so uh anyway we built it up so we're doing and lo and behold i saw i had i don't know eight or ten boxes of hemingway signature which is we were lucky to get one box you know three years ago yeah and uh one of them said sun grown and another one said Maduro. And I talked to Cindy. He's been here 18 years. She goes, we've never had a sun-grown Hemingway. So I love the Hemingway. It reminds me of my old smoking buddy down in Houston, uh, uh, Mr. Dick. 
And uh, he was just a great, great man and a friend. And I talked to him for hours and hours at the cigar shop. We really bonded there. And I miss him dearly uh, from being down there in Houston. But he'd always smoked the Hemingway. And so I smoked that Sun Grown, and it was just absolutely outstanding. Mm. I mean, you get the good quality that you get from Hemingway. I was at the Hemingway room, and that visit I told you about going down to Santiago and seeing Arturo Fuente factory. Yeah. We actually went through the the uh, Hemingway room as well. They break their factory up into the Hemingway room, the 8x8, 858 room, uh, the Chateau Fuente room, the Opus room, and they call it a factory within a factory. Okay. And you all got they all got different colored pennies on at the time and when they're doing shift change and stuff like you see oh that's the 858 team that's this and depending on how much they're selling you might have hundreds of rollers doing uh chateau fuente whereas you might only have 25 doing doing that in a smaller room and i guess you get promoted up over over time so i had that sun-grown hemingway my god was that great and to the best of our knowledge uh between me and and the previous establishment, uh, been in business close to twenty five years, and Sydney uh, says she's never seen it show up. Interesting. So a rare treat in the middle of just up there doing box merchandising, getting everything faced properly, and not turning it this way, but turning it that way, and making sure we had the box price on it, which Dave and Mister Jonathan always uh, uh, tell all of us. Uh, uh, more junior retailers in terms of just getting into the business. Uh, you got to make sure you do that. So I was making sure we had our box price on there. I was making sure it was faced properly. You could read it. Our guys, when they came in, when Cindy's not here or I'm not here and our guys are working, they don't just walk in there and say, oh, we don't have that box, you know, yeah. making sure everything. And lo and behold, I found that sun grown in there. So I smoked that. It was wonderful. Fantastic. Uh, my second one is uh, the one that I actually had out in the ice tent um, last night. Uh during my attempt in negative five slash negative thirty degree temperatures, depending on if you want to account for wind chill or not, but I had the uh, the Abuelo uh, by United Cigars, and uh, oh yeah, that's the one that's made by uh, JRE Tobacco. Yeah, and I, you know, I bought a box of those when I was up at Two Guys in September, and I'm still working my way through it. I'm I am on the last row. level, the yeah. last row of the box though, and uh, it's it. I mean, it, that cigar, it's its fantastic, and it has qualities that if you know that it's made by JRE Tobacco, you can look, you know, when you're smoking it, you can tell, okay, this tastes, like there are elements to it that you're like, okay, this is a JRE cigar. Um, it has more... It's uh, trademark. It, 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 it's Corojo. More, uh, Habano. He's oh, Habano. Got, he's got a lot of Habano in that one, I think. And, um, but it's just, it's, it's just such a great cigar. It just smokes wonderfully. And I always have a great time with it. That's great. And I know, uh, in the spirit of thinking of Jeff here, I'm going to say something that he would say at this particular moment time, our show sponsor, JR Tobacco <laughs> exactly. and Aladino. Exactly. And thanks guys. Thank you. So your last one, my last one, I'm going to go with. A.J. Fernandez. Okay. And this is a cigar we actually get from A.J. I know he makes a lot of cigars for a lot of different people. But this is one, this is the fifth release from the New World, just like our banner right over there. And I think a lot of people know there was a Connecticut, there was a Cameroon, there's been a Habano, there's a Maduro, and now there's a Dorado. And it's made from his select farm, uh, like a private reserve kind of a thing. I don't know the size of the farm or anything like that. But it's its recent release, and we ended up getting 
one of each size, and they just flew off the shelf. And we weren't even marketing them. I mean, it was like people, I don't know that a lot of people have heard of it yet or not, yeah. but it's a really beautiful gold box. comes in a 10 count. Um, it's a higher priced cigar, uh, but it's kind of like, uh, I guess it's, it, it, I guess it's going to be his, his, uh, uh, his marquee cigar in the New World line, uh, more like a celebratory. I think it's twelve, thirteen, fourteen dollars a cigar, okay. and a bit more than we pay for you know a common you know typical you know ten dollars cigar is I think what the average is right now uh, around here with our tobacco tax and all that stuff. So you pay a bit more, but the experience is good. It also is is looks like it's got more skilled uh, some of the skilled rollers doing it. Uh, because it comes in Figurato and different uh, uh, Perfecto, different shapes. Uh, it's a tight cigar in terms of not necessarily in draw, but in terms of smoking. Like uh, It seems like you can smoke that cigar a lot longer than what it appears to be. They're, they're mostly five, five-and-a-half-inch cigars, but, but you're going to get a lot more smoking time out of it than what you... Uh, and the flavor is something like I've never tasted from it you can tell it's kind of an aj cigar but yet it's it's smoother it's more creamier uh there's the right amount of spice if someone says oh i don't really like a lot of spice i think you can smoke this if someone says i like spice i think you can smoke this he seems to have threaded the needle and put something in his incredible line of cigars that was missing um one of those things you don't even know it was missing until you smoke it. But you're like, oh, yeah, this is different. This is AJ. This is very, very good. This is worth the price. I see why he prices it more, probably more aged tobacco from his select farm. It's very good. Fantastic. And my last one um, is one that I uh, smoked while I was here the other day. Um, and it's the uh, Perdomo uh, Habano sun grown in the churchill yeah um and uh everybody knows that's one of my go-to's i don't normally smoke it in the churchill i normally go with the epicure but you've got the churchills in there epicure and, meaning uh, toro right yeah exactly yeah I, for whatever reason he 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 goes with epicure instead of the word toro for for his cigars i'm not entirely there's a lot of people that don't like that i've, sure. I've seen the term epicure used on on with other companies but i'm in the camp where I'm Robusto, Toro, Churchill, Gordo, Corona, Perfecto, Figurado. I'm perfectly okay with everybody using that same nomenclature. Well, I think it makes it easier to yeah. keep track of what's what, but, you know, whatever. But, um, but no, you have the Churchills in there. And so I, I smoked one of the Churchills the other day. And uh, just, I, I mean, again, it's one of my go-to everyday sticks and that cigar is just that perfect blend of of spice and a little bit of earthiness and it just burns wonderfully and i know what i'm getting from it and when i'm in the the mode that i've kind of been in lately where i don't really have much time to smoke a cigar so i want to smoke something that i know that i enjoy I like going to those go-tos so that I know exactly what I'm getting. I don't, I don't have to think about it at all, you know, and everything. And so that was one of the ones that I did there, and I really thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, that's that's great. When we um, decided to um, 
re-up our game a bit with Perdomo, which was a couple years ago, and I was told we had to bring in at least four facings of each uh, each of the blends, and 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 uh, and then I saw their their stickers that fold out, or their their uh, shelf talkers that fold out of the box. Boxes closed, it folds out, and then comes perfectly down on the shelf shelf talker. <clears throat> and I saw that thing displayed in our humidor when we laid it out with about five or six different blends. Uh, I see what they're talking about now. Yeah. I mean, if I would just if we would just have two or three boxes of this one, this one, this one, it wouldn't have popped the way it does in the humidor, and they wouldn't have gotten the sales. So I'm uh, kind of in in um, in agreement uh, with Perdomo with how they've done it and the time they've spent on marketing. It really, I mean, it it, it works out to be uh, you know the old three foot rule, three foot of space. So it's three or four foot wide, and it's I don't know what the very it, it takes up about five or six shelves and and you just can't miss it when you walk in the humidor. No, you don't. And that's one of the that's one of the companies that we're constantly constantly reordering with every month, religiously. We're always putting in a new order. They got the fresh packs that work out really really well, and they do it sun grown Habano and Connecticut, and they're the variety packs. But you could you could very easily as a, as a cigar smoker that. Uh, wants some variety and wants to mix up and and wants different kinds of cigars. You could just stay with Perdomo exclusively, yeah, and you would not have to uh, venture off the island at all. I mean, between their Champagne, which I just had the other night, which yeah. is amazing, their Maduro, which got I think Cigar of the Year with the Authority not that long ago, the Blue Label, and didn't it? And maybe Cigar Journal. I would say I feel like Cigar Journal maybe yeah. gave it Cigar. And then of the you year got well. then you got the Bourbon Barrel Age uh, with the tenth anniversary, and yep. then you got the twentieth anniversary mm-hmm. Sun Grown up top, mm-hmm. and then you get the Fresh Packs. I mean, we got people that just come in here and religiously buy that, and I'm not just so so saying they buy it because they're. You know, even though uh, Nick and their family do a great job, I'm not so sure that they're they're doing it just because of that. I mean, they're doing it because they they realize that they can stay within that within that brand, and so there's a lot of brand loyalty with Perdomo for sure. And not because of the hype, not because of the marketing, but just because they're making these great cigars with a lot of variety. For sure, for sure. Well, that's been three cigars we smoked and enjoyed this week, and uh, now. Why don't we go ahead and get this little bit of housekeeping out of the way? This would normally be the time that I give some information about My Monthly Cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use <laughs> offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and... off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code Pulpit. Thanks. 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 (laughs) And then uh, in terms of the socials, Jeff and I, we are available on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. Um, we're also on Facebook where we have the Cigar Pulpit Prisoners Group. And, guys, there is a lot going on in the Prisoners Group right now. So we have a couple different things. First, you got a contest. The poll is up right now to cast your vote for your favorite Christmas carol uh, in the Christmas carol contest. And so you're going to want to get in on that. I posted the poll, and in the comments I put a video that has all of the calls uh, put in there in the order in which they were played on the show. And then um, below that, I have the text 
of Christian, uh, his entry, because he submitted his entry via email, and I read it, and I butchered it, so this way you can at least read it as it was intended and uh, vote accordingly. So, go on over there, cast your vote for your favorite Christmas carol. Um, also, in the prisoners group, excuse me, um, we had a listener, Eric, and Eric posted a... Um, comment basically saying that um he had listened to the show that i did where we discussed um the cigar aficionado top 25 and he basically said you know since we are in some disagreement about the cigar aficionado top 25 maybe the parishioners should put together their list of top cigars for 2022 and so we are taking nominations uh for that i believe the nominating period of time you know what when does this when does this episode come out here? Because I, 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 I'm trying to remember here. Um, you know what? The voting for that, or the the nominating for that, may have. I think it ended actually yesterday. Um, but um, was it the 22nd? I thought you you had you had written down uh, the 20, voting 26th. 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 So this episode is going to come out on Tuesday, the 27th. So the nominating for that ended yesterday. However. Uh, you're going to want to go into the group because what's going to happen is we're going to be posting a link and that'll take you to um, uh, Nick has a he's got a private page on his website. Uh, it'll just be available for parishioners. You can go in there and you can it, it'll have all of the cigars that have been nominated and you'll be able to pick. I think I we're still figuring out the final details. It'll be listed in the post. So. Don't don't like take what I'm saying as we're recording it. Details are being still finalized, um, but you're going to vote on, I think, maybe your top five of those of those uh, cigars. I think right now, as we're recording, we maybe have like 14 or 15 cigars that have been nominated. So you're going to vote on your top five and then we'll tally up all the votes and we'll put together the uh, parishioners you know, top 15 or whatever based on the total number of votes. So um, you'll be able to go in there and it'll be a top list for 2022 um, for the people by the people, or in this case, the prisoners. I think that's outstanding. I mean, there's all, there's so many end of the year lists out there, some good, some bad, some in between. So it'd be great. And and I'm, I'm real curious to find out how that list ends up. I am too. Um, I mean, obviously, ideally, it'd be a situation where everybody who votes would have been able to have smoked all, you know, 15 cigars that are listed and be able to compare them. But, you know, realistically, that may not be the case. So there's going to be some bias, obviously, within the list. But let's be real. There's always bias within these top lists. And so it's 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 what it, it's something fun. So it's something yeah. fun that we're doing in the parishioners group. And so you're going to want to get get in on that by going over to Facebook and just joining the uh, Pulpit Parishioners group. And then we're also on Twitter, where I don't really do a whole lot. We're on YouTube, where you can watch this. And then we've got one more Ask the Boys segment coming up on the uh, Friday. The That would be Friday the 30th, I believe. Uh, Friday the 30th show. Um, where we're going to cap off 2022. So you're going to want to get your calls and questions and all those kind of things in for that by calling the hotline at area code 863-874-0000. 
maybe call in with your New Year's resolutions. If you do a New Year's oh, resolution, yeah. maybe call in with your New Year's resolution and tell us what that's going to be. The one you're probably not going to follow through with. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. I mean, as it always seems to be for me. But, anyway, you, you, but go, you go in with good intentions you know, into the New Year. Every year I always say I'm going to lose some weight, and every year I always say I'm going to read a book a week. Yeah. And I never How's read... How's it go? Never read 52 books, and well, you know, I mean... I haven't I haven't lost the weight that I want to lose yet either, but it's okay. It's okay. We we try. We go in with good intentions. Um, but anyway, so no, get in on that. And then starting in the new year, the Ask the Boys segment will be going to one time a month. Um, I'll still mention the hotline and everything like that, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna make the Ask the Boys segment one time a month so that we can really bank up some really good quality calls and uh, go at it that way. Um, and then Dan, where can people follow you? Well, RivermanScars.com, website, I, I don't keep that current uh, because I really don't know how to update it much. But Instagram is the prime uh, way we try to communicate. We're communicating just about everything, events, uh, new deliveries, rare cigars, uh, some industry commentary, whatever. That's all on a little bit of my life story. I mean, I add... If I go on a trip or whatever, I add that on there just so I'll have kind of a log and an inventory and kind of a, a, a diary of what I've been doing, going down to my niece's wedding or something like that. I'll throw a couple pictures. I always try to add some sort of cigar comment in there. And then um, that that rolls over into Facebook, so you stay pretty up to date on that. Uh, not really Twitter, uh, but uh, Instagram and Facebook is where we're. And that's uh, Riverman Cigars. And I always mention this. You do the mail order. People can call the shop yeah. and, and, and place an order um, and have it shipped to them, assuming they're in a state that allows for that. I right. know there's like maybe two or three there's states a handful, that, yes. that you can't. But um, what's the number for people to call so that they can call in and, and place an yes, order? Yes, 314-843-3355, 314-843-3355. A lot of times, Miss Cindy will be on the other line, and you know we 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 talk quarterly, monthly, whatever about are we going to get on the internet or whatever, and have it easily. And we've kind of found out that that little personal touch that we like to do here at the shop, we'd like to extend it to our mail order people, and we got a pretty good from pulpit listeners and from people that have come to our event and people have come into the shop. We've got a pretty good following of of mail order people. And when Cindy calls, she's hey, how's it going? You know how how did your birth of your third son go and stuff like that so there's that personal touch she also contacts people if they know there's a certain cigar they like and we got it in like someone's really in love with the yagua she'll send them a text and say hey the yagua's just in so it's kind of working for us uh doing that we usually get them out within a day or two and uh u.s mail has done a pretty good job of shipping them you get them within two or three days we, we try to uh We'll put in a, uh, a fresh pack in there to make sure the scars are done well. They've been handpicked. Cindy's an expert at this stuff. She knows it's good before it goes out the door. So uh, we really don't get any complaints regarding our mail order business. And we got a pretty nice loyal following help to, thanks to you guys and some of the other activities. So we uh, call in, uh, develop a relationship with Cindy. And if you live in an area, there's a guy up in the Anirondacks in New York, calls her every Sunday. She yep. sits there. She's even off on Sunday. She sits there and talks to the guy. He loves uh, uh, He loves you guys. Uh, really, he's been a, a huge supporter of us here in the shop, friends with Cindy. And to be honest with you, uh, 
she's nice to these guys on the phone, and she really likes you guys. I mean, she's talking to me like, hey, guess what? You know, Jeremy just called from Memphis, or I think it's John up in Anirondacks. And uh, and she's sitting here on her day off talking to to some of these mail order. So (laughs) it, it... uh, it, it really has turned out really, really nice. Where there's there's a relationship that's been uh, transferred over, and and uh, so that's how we roll. Well, it's like Jeff always says, you know, if you don't have a brick and mortar, you can let Riverman be your brick and mortar, and you know that's that's exactly it. You get that relationship with the with the employees, you get that relationship with the people, and you kind of have that that interpersonal relationship between you know consumer and retailer. And like you're pointing out. That can be valuable when these cigars come in and re- and Cindy knows, you know, hey, this guy that uh, I talk to, you know, once every couple of weeks, he's a big Opus guy. We just got in all these Opuses. I better call him and let him know and blah, 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 or something like that. You know, it's like you, you, you have that. You have that retailer that that kind of keeps you in mind, and yeah. that's a, that's a good thing to have. When the pinks came in, we were fortunate enough to get like six boxes of pinks, and uh, so we had the, the everything from the sophisticated hooker to the work of art. We had them all, and we even got a, a pink shirted little Carlito. Where's Carlito uh, bobblehead that we put in there as well? And I posted it uh, the day they arrived, and we had eight calls that day. Cindy got eight calls that day, people looking for, you know, these rare pinks that we were going to make sure we got them in the hands of uh, of our uh, loyal uh, mail order followers and also preserve enough of the stock so that people that walked in, our good customers walked in, would have a shot as well. That's great. At this really maybe the most sought-after cigar this year, the rare pinks, they were really a hot ticket. I mean, our phone lines blew up over that. That's great. That's great. Well, Dan, final thoughts on the uh, Opus X uh, Oro Escuro. I am down to the final third of mine, the uh, final third cigar and whiskey lounge out of Ingalls, Indiana. Absolutely. Broccoli Rob and Isaiah over there, they're closing out the year. I know they've got a lot of good stuff coming up uh, next year. And um, like I said, it's not impossible to think that I might be popping over there before this uh, Christmas break is done. It kind of depends on weather, time, and... and, uh, you know, money, but, uh, you know, I might, but I certainly got it on my list to get over there next, uh, next uh, year. I know the guys have, uh, he's got his one year anniversary party coming up in March. Yeah. So. My brother and I might make yeah. it to that because I've, uh, really just wanted to go over there and see those guys and support them. And Rob's been down for our events and, and, uh, see in person, all the good work they're doing. Lisa as well, his wife that's involved. Well, I, yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you what, what has been very nice that I've noticed about um, the final third cigar and whiskey lounge is that uh, it seems like the community has really embraced them as well. Yeah. You know, the chamber of commerce was just over there. Uh, I guess they, they they were doing a thing before Christmas, bouncing around to different businesses, highlighting the whole shop local and that sort of thing. And so like, you've got the president of the chamber of commerce doing a video interview with Rob and Lisa talking about, you know, the lounge and, and that they have gift cards and yeah. this and that and, and gifts and everything. And I think that's really cool because sometimes, you know, the cigar shop maybe is kind of overlooked by um, the general business community of a, uh, of, of a community because 
you know, it's the cigar shop. You go in there and you're going to smell like smoke or something yeah. like that. And it's like, it's unfortunate because, you know, you got, you know, you as a retailer, you're bringing tax dollars and, and, and revenue into the community just as much as the clothing store down the street or, yeah. or, you know, the, the, the cell phone store up the other way. I mean, so it's, it, it it's nice to see a community embracing. Well, we've been fortunate shop. ourselves here in, uh, I'm glad to hear that about Rob and yeah. Lisa's store, but we've been fortunate here ourselves with the, with the wonderful people up at the city of Crestwood. And we were out at a, uh, uh, the 75th anniversary golf tournament where we set up a, 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 uh, a table and a tent at one of the holes and we're, we're passing out cigars. And then we, uh, were up for a concert they had there. And I got a call, uh, uh, this week from the city clerk that was giving me some ideas of how we could grow and expand our business. I mean, I was, no, that's great. I was shocked. I mean, I wasn't shocked because it came from Crestwood because we have a good relationship and they're, they're really a great, great, great host community for us. But, but they didn't have to do that. They didn't yeah. have to call us up here and say, Hey, I was just thinking about you guys the other day and I was thinking maybe you can do this or maybe you can do that. And, uh, and it was very good advice and it was, you know, almost like, uh, uh, and it came from the municipality and it was like knowing that you got those guys in your corner is just so, so critical. Having a, a solid landlord like we have here is so critical. And those are some of the cornerstones of having any small business. So no, that, that, that's absolutely great. Uh, Glenn Loop with CRA, he, him and I talked, uh, a, a while back and, and uh, I'd sent him a copy of this book, which was like, like your third place. So you have your family, you have your work, you have your church, and then maybe you have your coffee shop, or maybe you go up to uh, Crystals or White Castle and have breakfast in the morning with your buddies from high school or where, or you come to the cigar shop. Yeah. And it's like almost everybody needs that because we've, we've, we've moved away so much from community activities like we did when I was younger. You know, I'm 62, but... Back when I was younger, you would see a lot more community events and things like that, and, and the cigar shop can certainly play a role. So it's it's great music to my ears to hear that's happening. With yeah, Rob and Lisa are tremendous people. Um, but getting back to the final third of the cigar, there, I just I just tapped out on the uh, the Opus X, the Oro Oscuro, and um, I I don't know. You're in the final third now. Yeah. Seemed to me that the body of the cigar picked up. Uh, a little bit got a little little bit more heavy uh, than maybe the early portion of the cigar. It felt like the spice level kind of picked up a little bit. I know the retro hail, the spice on the retro hail picked up uh, in the uh, in the final third, and it seemed to uh, it just seemed to kind of everything that was there in the beginning. It just kind of seemed to ramp up in the in the end. It never it it never really lost its. Uh the smoothness or no, the way it was blent I right. mean, it in not. the consistency. And it's just a lot of times you talk about getting to that last third and it might get, you know, what, what do we say? You could tar it up or whatever, where it become none of that. I mean, this yeah. thing is good to the last puff. Oh, I was taking it all the way down to where I was going to be burning my yeah. fingertips. So yeah, yeah I, I did not want to give it up. And how but, long have we been uh, talking? Right uh, we've been, I mean, this is probably it's well over an hour. I mean, it's, we're probably, nearing an hour and a half yeah so, with that so here's an hour so, and a half right here and still probably have another 20 minutes or so so yeah you've got plenty you of time slow, with it and i think it raises the point of uh, of for those that want a little bit more value out of their stick 
if they really hotbox a, a, a two $10 cigars and they get through it in an hour, they've got $20 into the thing. But if you take a, 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 a 14 $15 cigar and you slow smoke it, for two or two and a half hours, and there's nobody better on the planet than our friend Broccoli, and Broccoli Rob. Rob. Yeah, I mean, you can you can be smoking a very quality, high end cigar for less money than you would if you did two eight dollar cigars for sure, or not, or at least the equivalent. And that's that's something that I know I got to get better at. And because I'm on the show here with you, and I'm talking, and I'm not puffing as often, but I've only had to relight it a couple times, and that was just because I uh, I was was talking but this thing basically is staying lit the whole time and it's really enjoyable and i i don't know if i'll get another one because i want to make sure they're available for for other people because uh this is a memorable cigar this is one that uh is a real treat oh i very much have enjoyed it and i appreciate you providing it for oh. the show and um if you're not going to get to another one of those um i do have a christmas gift here Technically, it's going to be late for the podcast, but it's on time for everybody else. Yes. Do you have a Christmas gift here for you of a cigar that you can enjoy and smoke oh while, my God. You're, uh, while you're watching the game tonight or That's something like uh, that? That's wonderful. So we have a nice, uh, we have a nice Atabay straight from uh, from my trip to two guys in September uh, that I've been sitting on there for you. So you have a nice Atabay to enjoy tonight. Thank you very much, the, and God, uh, and God, God bless you, Nick. That's so. that's very kind of you. That's, I had my first. And only one down at uh, Nashville Cigars when I was coming back from my aunt's wedding with my mom and my brother. And I would posted some pictures on Instagram again, just kind of documenting my diary of what I'm doing. And, and it was the first time I had it. And, 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 and that is really an amazing cigar. And it that, is. And when you're talking about it, if you would consider that to be a Connecticut, and you're talking about voting that one off the island, that'd be I a know. hard one to vote no, off the you're island. You're right. You're the, right. My father, Connecticut, would be a hard one to vote it, off it the island. It would. Uh, Aladino, Connecticut's another one. I mean, you're right. And that's the thing. When I Not I, to go back and give United Cigar a sponsor another uh, plug. But. <laughs> but no, you're right. But but that's the thing. It's like, you know, when you, when you talk about – that question, that is a very difficult question to answer because you're right. You can think of some really good cigars in all three of those categories that you're like, man, I don't want to get rid of those. The Macanudo Inspirado at an $8 cigar is, is, is an outstanding Connecticut cigar right there. And, and, and it's, not, it's not our father or uncle's or grandfather's Connecticut anymore like a lot of people yeah. like to say. It's not my line. It's the line I've used from others. But it's so true in today's day and age. So you can't totally just – that's why that's such a difficult – on the surface, it's not that hard, but then if you start digging down drilling deep down. into it, yep. drilling down into because, it, it, you, know, it, it, it you, can, you can tie yourself up in knots. You go in the Maduro category, you've got that Perdomo Maduro, that 10th anniversary Maduro that we were just talking about a little bit ago. You know, I mean, it's like you, you don't want to, there's just, there's something good in every category, and so it makes it very difficult when you actually, your, your gut reaction is going to be one thing, but when you actually stop and think about it, you're right. Yeah. It, it's like suddenly you start realizing just how difficult yeah. to question. And where is. are you guys at on the downloads? I heard you guys talking about 150,000 or plus north of that the other day. I was wondering if we're going to be able to do a 200,000 download party at some point in March, April of next year. And, um, you know, uh, I don't I don't know if uh, if you want to work the math out or something like that, but we'd love to host you guys again for a second annual and get... Uh, uh, maybe we'll see the red jacket again. I mean, it'd be yeah, and, there we go. Um, it would be and, nice uh, to uh, to do that a second. And Teddy, you know, coming up and, and kind of try to get the band back together for that. Nick? I mean, right now, as as we are recording, as I am looking, 
We're at uh, 155,600. So, congratulations. You know, Down- so, I mean, 155,000 downloads. Downloads. Yeah. That, that's and, and I so, still contend that not every download is counted. That's just off of one of your counting services, right? Exactly. I mean, that's that's, that's not YouTube. That's not this. That's, that's not yeah. That. that does not include YouTube in those numbers and everything. So, so I mean, we'd be more than happy and would love and be honored to host you guys again on your tremendous uh, podcast uh, activities again at the two hundred thousand. It sounds like we'll get there. Uh, sometime in uh, 2023 some, for sure. Sometime in 2023, you and I will be talking about that because it be sounds great. like we'll And be we may see the red jacket again, again then because it, it only comes so. out for special events. It does. It does. Like the Pulpit Fest at, uh, at I got over there late, but the Pulpit Fest, I understand when I got there, there was like a, a black or a brown jacket on, on, on oh, our yeah, friend. No. But I understood the red jacket was out earlier, but there was so much uh, uh, excitement over seeing the red jacket that he actually had to go st- – Take it back to his car and store it away. Is yeah, what I told, no, he told switched him. up jackets. It got everybody just so because that does bring out the uh, Trey Max. animal instincts in people. <laughs> well, and Trey Max usually okay with bringing out some animal instincts well, in people, sure. but you know, but you know, it was it was a lot. So no, he ended up having to switch jackets. So anyway, well, Dan, thank you so much. And uh, you know, I think if there's one takeaway from this episode that I want everybody to keep in mind, it is that uh, you know, support your brick and mortar shop. During, uh, you know, always support your brick and mortar shop, but definitely keep in mind that the first quarter of the year is usually a rough quarter of the year for your brick and mortars and uh, any any additional assistance you can provide to your brick and mortar, be it buying an extra stick than maybe what you thought you were going to do, maybe, um, you know, telling, especially telling friends, maybe coordinating a meetup with uh, some of your friends to come and hang out and have a cigar together, just just find ways to support your brick and mortar shops and uh, and help them out because you know they're providing a uh, a space for you to come and smoke and enjoy your cigars in poor weather like we've got today yeah. and you know this is it's it's an important aspect that that uh, you know you don't want to take for granted. Well, we appreciate that, Nick, and and uh, even um, if I would add, even some people are looking for a. That have the ability to work at home. Some people are looking for a place to to work. They can't sit out in their backyard anymore. For sure, we got a guy that comes in here every day and spends uh, an hour or so, two hours, in, an hour and a half smoking a a, a, a robusto cigar and uh, gives him a chance. And he's over there working a little bit, working on his phone, whatever. Most shops have a place, a workspace that you can just go and spend a few hours. So maybe rather than going to the coffee shop or going to there, January, February, you need a place to go. I know these uh, uh, retail shops around the country would appreciate seeing some bodies in their in their place and helping them out along the way. So that's that's great. Thanks for the shout out. Definitely. Well, Dan, I will let you get back to entertaining. We still have a full lounge, and you know we got the TV on and everything. So we'll go ahead and wrap this up. And so thank you so much for taking time out. That's great, Nick. Thank thanks again. And uh, M I Z. Z-O-U. See? <laughs> no, it took me a minute. It took me a minute because I'm... I, 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 now we got the bowl game I'm, coming I'm a, on in I'm 45 minutes. I'm Saluki, so you got to remember. Yeah, I'm just like, I know. I'm like, I, so they're going like, Saluki? I didn't yeah. even respect the response, so that was better than I thought. There you go. I'm used to hearing the ILL. But Sam enjoyed his uh, first podcast <laughs> ever with us. Well, so. yeah, he seems to be nice and relaxed over there, so yeah. that's good. So, all right. Well, guys, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky.
Everybody's been commenting about how long this music tends to go. How long does it go? I, I think it's, uh, is it like a minute? Uh, it, no, it's some, I've seen them four, seven minutes sometimes. This music? The, the end music? Well, the, the, the stare off at the end. Oh, I don't think it. Think the music quite goes that long? I don't know. You know what? You bring that up. Let me well, check. I don't know if the music goes that long, but I think the talking goes that long. Like oh, after the, the show eventually ends, and sometimes there's another four to seven minutes on YouTube. The mu- yeah, well, that's true. The extra talk, well, like this now. The yeah. uh, the, mu- the the music itself is thirty eight seconds, but sometimes it just feels so much longer than that. Yeah, so, I think it's the right amount of time. Um, but, uh, you know, I never, like, hit end after you say, okay, that's good, we're by, gone. Then you guys have another five or seven minutes well, exactly. of chit-chat. Exactly. So. <laughs> all right, Dan, take it easy. Bye, all.